0: Hey everybody, how's it going? Thank you for tuning in to This Is Real with Juan Martinez, a.k.a. Dr. Love.
1: And I'm Stephanie Rave. Good and to And you, you know,
0: the shows keep getting better and better. <laughs> You know, I was gonna be like, today we have tofu expert. Because, you know, just we were just joking, behind the scenes, Stephanie supposedly is feeding everybody tofu, <laughs> and uh, some tofu you, some for you, but uh, some liked it and some didn't. Right? Yeah. G was like, G- ah, didn't no. try it, so he can't Oh, G didn't decide. try it. No, yeah. Wow, he, that's really. I didn't. Know. I didn't believe that. I can't believe he did not try that. Nope. Refused, but so it was no delicious. no two for you <laughs> no <laughs> two for you and so we got Marco who did try it he said he his life got better <laughs> <laughs> He has got just definitely the giggles
1: not. oh I like uh, that play on words but um, we're just having a great time thank you guys for sending in letters subscribing to the YouTube yeah. channel listening every single live week. at nine live at nine on Facebook on Facebook on Thursdays on Facebook. yeah <laughs> um, you get to chime in with us we answer some questions and things like that and get a little bit more. Chime in Personal, with them, yeah. yeah,
0: man. I mean, I like answering the questions, yeah. you know. Even though I'm really not answering the questions, you know, because well, I, I just kind of pull it from Jesus. You know? I yeah, just yeah, really, yeah. Jesus is answering the questions. Right. I, he's really the one with the wisdom. I'm yeah. just yeah. kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. delivering, delivering. Yeah. So. Your question's getting answered by Jesus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're coming to the end of the year, and we've had amazing guests. We were talking about it last time of all sorts of different backgrounds. Yeah, all the guests. Everything. We've had um,
0: doctors, (laughs) authors. Well, this was an author, too. Yeah. This is, you know, artists, rap artists. We have had uh, people that are mature in Christ. Pastors,
1: believers, new believers, non believers.
0: Yeah, basically. Just like. You I just tween, woke up today. Yeah. Type believers.
1: Yeah. So, um, which I thought we were welcoming someone back, but apparently this is our first time. But That's we're gonna welcome time. some bam, family fir- back. Hey, first time. <laughs>
0: <Bam, bam, bam. laughs> oh, and you gotta, you oh gotta sound goodness. the horns and stuff um, like this. Look, yes. I wish if you would have known, we could have had a little bit of confetti. Like <laughs> <laughs> a little, he got really excited. <laughs> this guy needs no introduction. <laughs> um, let me tell you something. <laughs> Love Bought International uh orphanages in colombia yes oh you excited yeah you got that uh colombia <laughs> and you know how in colombians be serious <laughs> about colombia like especially when it comes to soccer yeah you know but like we got uh he's and then he's also shepherded pastored i still feel he's yeah. pastored to many mm-hmm. uh company entrepreneur um many hats. has served many yes. from the least to some big people like in the nba and all yeah. that yeah right so this guy serves a lot of people and uh super humble super humble love this guy super funny yeah you know we would also introduce him as master of tofu but then everybody <laughs> would be asking him questions the, like, Yo,
2: like so I have
1: no idea. Tofu. <laughs> yeah
0: maybe we should put it out there but let me tell you none other than the pastor he's also he's yeah. also a pastor of the houston rockets yeah that's got to be cool yeah super dope yeah and so uh what's his name
1: Let's welcome Mike Rosa. Mike Rosa, Great to be here. <laughs> What's
3: going on, dude? It is amazing. It's probably the longest introduction I've ever gotten. He most, <laughs> most <humbles. laughs>
1: he, knows, you don't, he doesn't need any introduction and then introduces him
3: <laughs> Two pages later, yeah. Mike Roses. <laughs> Mike
2: Rosa. It wasn't necessary, but dude, we did that, it no, anyway. I,
0: I've known you for a while honor. now. I've known you for a while. Yes, yes. Um, we've both been busy, mm-hmm. um, but somehow we still stay connected. Yes. Yeah, so I and, love uh, your heart. I love all the work you well, are doing. Thanks, man. And um I really meant everything I said. Like you 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 have always been that guy that I always see go the extra mile. Hmm. Um, you know, even if it's like we catch up every time we talk. It's like <laughs> it's, it's like never like weird. You know, yes, like, oh, yes, so yes. you been, family. Um, yeah, we've done business together, not mm-hmm. done business together. A right, little right, bit of everything. Right. Yeah. Um which I, I honor you for that. You know, it's just give honor where honor is due and, and you're you. just um when we look on the earth and we say another man of God and that would be you. And, uh, and just all the hats, how do you do it? Yeah. <laughs> how do so you tell, do it?
1: Tell, even though we introduced you, tell us a little bit about yourself yeah. for those who don't know you. Maybe what are you what doing now? Passionate about all of that.
3: Yes, uh, passionate about Jesus Christ, <laughs> completely obsessed with him. Um, and, you know, in my heart, I just try to every day walk that out. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I've never been one who has felt good enough it's just when he invites me to jump, I just don't ask questions. I jump. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, I've been afforded a lot of opportunities. I'm probably not good enough for, <laughs> but in his grace, it's perfected in that weakness. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, we do incredible things together and you know, he, he wins the battle and he allows me to raise my hand at the end of the fight.
0: What are some of the things you're doing right now? Cause I probably didn't give it no justice. You no. Know, yeah, yeah, the yeah.
3: said, They're like, what's
0: love, but international, you know, yeah, yeah. What, what
3: are some of the things you're doing currently? Yeah. So currently, uh, evangelists, you know, it's always my heart to go after the loss. Um, I tell people my goal is to back up against the gates of hell and redirect traffic. And so uh, everywhere I go, whether churches, empowering the church, training them uh, to go and be the body, like Ephesians 4 says, and go and win the lost, discipling them, or uh, going directly into darkness and just bringing light. Uh, besides that, me and my beautiful wife, my better half, Lydia, mm-hmm. we have a uh, our mission arm is Love Bot International which is uh love it's kind of a strange name but the idea came from christ where he said uh it's uh you know we're all we're all beautiful yet equal and so love paid a price that gave us that Mm -hmm. and so we have an orphanage uh just outside of of bogota in a small city called swatcha we have 30 girls from the age seven Seven, you said bogota colombia
0: she's like (laughs)
3: <laughs> 30 girls we, we have 30 girls from the age of 9 to 19 And right. so we are uh, reestablishing their identity As daughters of the Most High God and Daughters of the King rather than orphans mm-hmm. So we've been uh, working out there for a while uh, besides that, I get the opportunity to work with the, the Houston Rockets as uh, you know part of the chaplain team. That's I also cool. get to uh, disciple some other players around the league and uh, just do do life coaching, executive coaching with some different business people, high mm-hmm. achievers. Uh, besides that, we also have the, uh, we've been blessed, I actually got into marketing before I got into ministry. So we have a marketing nice. agency, I have an incredible team uh, that helps us partner with other churches or businesses mm-hmm. really and cool. bring their visions to life, go to the next level. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Woo. Wow. That's super. Yeah, that's, a, that's like a Jesus. Yeah, that's yeah. like, you know, I, I'm glad that
0: you're that passionate about Jesus. I, <laughs> I, I really am because it just shows the world that through Jesus we can do a lot of things, yeah. you know. And so, um, okay, I am going to, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off like this because I, obviously I want, we're going to share a little bit of your story and stuff. But I, I just got to ask you this question. Cause I remember uh, when we were on the radio a long time ago. We yes. c- this is before you got married.
3: Okay. <laughs> this is before you got married, yes.
0: and you were like, and you were like, you were a virgin. hmm And so I think that's so powerful. Yeah. It's like the unicorn, you know, <laughs> na- especially nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were a virgin at how 28. Uh, I got right? married uh, actually
3: about three weeks before my 28th birthday. Three yeah. weeks
0: before you're 28, so you were yes. a virgin at 27, almost 28. Yes. And so was your
3: wife. Yes, my wife was uh, 24. And, uh, you know, at the age of 16, um, I, I told God, I said, God, I want to have one girlfriend. I don't want to have any heartbreak stories. I don't want to have any any bad dreams. Wow. That's I, cool. Uh, and, and so so the Lord honored my prayer, and I didn't get a, my first girlfriend until the age of uh, 21. Wow. <laughs> so Really? Yeah, so I, I had my first girlfriend, but she's also my last girlfriend. And so what? she's my first wife and my last wife.
0: Okay, nice. so, oh, oh, I have so many things to ask. <laughs> but like, 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 okay, so what? kind of got you to i mean because look at the media they weren't smiling they're awake <laughs> right now they're awake they learn right now he's like they, he's scratching his head he's going he's going okay do tell do tell so right. at 16 mm-hmm. what on earth yeah and because my life was completely polar opposite <laughs> so what on earth at 16 makes you say you know what jesus like did you was it your upbringing was it your parents was it you just had an encounter with jesus and You decided to do that? How does that happen?
3: Yeah, so I had an encounter at the age of six, and I always knew I was called to be an evangelist preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, So from the age of six, that was always my focus. I I played basketball. I played other sports. um, But but I always had this laser-like focus in accomplishing his calling. And so I don't want want anything in the way. I don't want anything to slow me down. Um, I, I did have parents were very, very strict, so I told people, you know, I, I never I never got a chance <laughs> to see pornography. I never smoked. I never drank. I cussed one day in seventh grade. I didn't like it. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and it was this... It was this, um, this is so good. It, it was this desire... Um, and it wasn't out of um, it wasn't out of legalism. Like you know, if I if I'm good enough, then he'll love me. And it was because he loved me. I wanted to give him the best, mm-hmm. and so it was so this good. reward, given back to him. I thought he was deserving of uh, not not perfection, because I made a million and a half mistakes. But it was just, just, this desire to daily please him in my actions, mm-hmm. my heart, in my mind, and so um, so you know, it, it's it's a daily. Cr- practices that create lifetime achievements
0: mm-hmm. yeah and you know what i'm loving about this is because like i said we've had every person on the show right right and so most of the time you know people don't think they have a testimony when they say stuff like you <laughs> said yeah you know you you just shattered the you know because then they're like well then what's wrong with you you know like yes. like you don't need jesus then yeah, right yeah, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. right it's no, like jesus. well you didn't yeah. you're, you're like no but with jesus but yeah but you're like, I didn't smoke. You know, I cussed one day. Like, you almost know every little thing in mm-hmm. your life. And most people would say you don't have a testimony, but you would say you have a great testimony.
3: Yes. A testimony of the grace of God, of him sustaining me. Yeah. In times, you know, I, I got I got tempted by lust. I got, uh, you know, I had people around me. I played basketball throughout school. But, but it's this thing that uh, because I, I had experienced him. I always knew there was no comparison. There mm-hmm. was no, there was nothing that could take his place, so there was nothing that took me away from his place. Yeah. I, I remember I was doing chapel. It was the Rockets versus Utah Jazz, and I shared my testimony. The Lord led me that, that service to share my testimony. And so I just finished that part, and uh, one of the players was like, hang on, like you got married as a virgin? And and, uh, and everybody started laughing for like a minute. A minute is a long time to laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. While you're the one. While you're the I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I remember I just looked at the guys I was like I said but can you guess I said how many nights I went wondering if my girlfriend was pregnant I said can, can you wonder how many nights I went to sleep wondering if my girlfriend was cheating on me and so everybody got silent. Mm. Uh, I, I got a text from one of the Ooh. assistant coaches. Hey,
0: even the media team—they went from smiling <laughs>
3: to just drop. I got a text from one of the assistant coaches, uh, and they said, "Man, the guys came in saying it's the best chapel they've ever experienced in their lives." Mm. And so there's something about the testimony of of holiness unto the yeah. Lord of righteousness, where you know I, I honor the you know the testimonies of getting shot nine times in the face, and you know coming back to Christ—that's that, yeah, awesome. Yeah. But I think there's different callings, mm-hmm. and so for me, it's just this place of in, in my imperfection, His grace sustain me and I'm able to be with my wife and not have any, you know, I not have any comparisons, not have any heartbreaks when I had to. Uh, th- there wasn't anything that, that I had to like unveil to her and share right. to her. Now I had a, <laughs> a ton of weaknesses, right? We had to talk about, right? Like, you know, I'm I'm so focused on business that I re- I can forget to pick up my drawers, right? Yeah. There's <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, laughs> that yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. Um. But but you know, th- there wasn't another woman that I had to share with her. There was mm-hmm. there was another sexual fantasy that I had to compare to. It was just completely giving of myself to my wife and my mm-hmm. wife giving herself to me.
1: Yeah. And it's just been. But, that's
3: uh, incredible. fire, that's awesome, man.
1: It's really cool to share because I think, um, like Pastor shared, that some people, they don't have the confidence in that, you mm. know, that they think that they have to. Well, any I think even parents, you know, that, well, let's just let them figure it out on their own. They'll have to learn, basically, you know, yeah. that kind of perspective, right? right? But it's like, no, I think there's a beautiful thing in the fact that you don't have to go through the turmoils of that kind of thing, yeah, heartbreak, exactly. you know, anything like that. Um, to have a great story and to be able to impact those that maybe have a different testimony than you but they still you know perk up their ears and listen yeah
3: because it's truth and and, you know i tell people who don't know christ i say well the 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 principles of the bible are universal Mm -hmm. he's the one who created the world so regardless of what you think believe in him or not his principles are still true Mm -hmm. so you can go against it but the thing is you don't break god's principles god's principles break you Mm -hmm. and so um so it's truth
2: yeah. It's, ba, 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 ba. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth yeah. though that is i'm just loving it. i feel like a fresh breath of air just entered yeah. the room right because mm-hmm. it's like because you you, you said it just now something like you can have this story and your confidence on how you share the story it's uh, you know because Think about even what you said when they're like, yeah, I shared it. And then for like one whole minute, they're all laughing. Yeah. And these are like
3: literally a minute. <laughs> people
0: that we, you're not saying they're bad people, but I'm just saying we look up to these kind yeah, of people, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like they're the people, right? right and right, they right. thought probably genuinely, according to what we've learned. Their context, yeah. Yeah, the context of, of this whole thing. Like, ah, oh, <laughs> that's funny. As you continue to talk, they're like, well, maybe it's not that funny <laughs> yes. because he has some truth <laughs> yeah, to what it, he's yeah. saying. <laughs> I've thought of that 80 times yeah, this, yeah. this right. year, you know? Yeah,
3: yeah no. Oh, and, and the guys that were there specifically in that chapel um, had great renown for yeah you know, living for that their type thing, of lifestyle. Doing their thing, yeah. But you know, again, you know, when you come to truth, you mm-hmm. know, the Bible says Psalms two, one thirty, The entrance of your word brings light mm-hmm. and it brings instruction to, to the simple. And so, so that's the thing. I wasn't overbearing. I wasn't trying to show off. I was just saying, hey, this is my story, and this was the grace of God in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the guys responded to it because it's truth and love. Yeah. That's, good.
0: that's yeah, and and Grace. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's crazy. And um so you and your wife, that's pretty dope. And so you you guys are each other's first and each other's mm-hmm. last. 100%.
3: That's awesome. Wow. And you have kids You guys have now. kids now, right? Yes, three kids. My uh, my oldest princess Alessandra, she's 8 years old. I have another princess Camila Grace. She's 4 and then um my youngest son kairos so we, we kairos. had him uh, oh, that's a dope name yeah. we you know it's funny we had him uh april 2020 just after covid started wow. in january we were seeking the lord and the lord gave us the word kairos the word kairos means the perfect time for god's purposes mm-hmm. and so people are looking at, at covid and they're like oh you know like like god doesn't know what to do no god knows exactly what he's doing right. yeah and so he gave us that comforting word and in in, before that season started so in the midst of all this, I know we have a lot of questions, but I think... Man, no, no, you're good. And I think God's not on the throne. He's not sweating like, man, what are we going to do? COVID. Yeah. Who knows when this thing's going to finish? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he's, got, he's got his plan. He's not changing. We just got to, we, we've got to level up to be on his plan. Mm-hmm. Facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, I we always say that. It's like, like, we act like if God woke up this morning and was yeah. like, oh my God. He's in a rush. <laughs> he, he said, oh, myself. You know, yeah. what am I going to do? It's yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, he knows exactly. Right. He knows how it's going to end. Mm mm-hmm. He started it. Right. You know, he was beginning to the end and um his plan is perfect. Yes. It's funny. He's like he knows the next chess move. You know, yeah. like <laughs> yes. like there's no other move. Right. right you know, right. we're just going through this. It's more about us now. Yeah. Than it is, you know, it's always been about us. But I feel like even when I see, you know, Genesis and I see Fall of Man and I see almost exactly what Jesus does on the cross mm-hmm. you know death of man death of man you know there's right. so many similarities I'm like man God already like he did that just to show them that he knew yes. you know I feel like he that's incredible yeah yeah it's pretty wild
3: No, it's amazing
0: so you have uh are you currently working on any books
3: I am yes I'm currently writing a book and I'm actually writing my first secular book and the goal is to go all in on uh, on the darkness I, I'm, I'm going to them on their territory bringing truth and, uh, you know, the Lord told me, your, your call is an evangelist. And he is like, the lost people aren't coming to the church, so I need you to go to the lost. Hmm. And I said, sir, hmm. yes, sir. <laughs> okay, so your first, book, okay, your first book was? It's called uh, Changing the World, Becoming a Revolutionary. Revolutionary. In uh-huh. 2009, the Lord had me study 75 revolutionaries, individuals, good, bad, and the ugly, who shaped nations. Okay. Uh, che Guevara, Sun Yat-sen, like literal individuals who shaped nations. And then God showed me the next generation mm-hmm. has the same gifts, talents, as those revolutionaries. Mm. And So God said the next generation is poised to do a spiritual revolution. Mm-hmm. Now, it's really good. W- whether we as the church empower them to do that is a question that she has to be resolved. Uh, and then I wrote my second book, which is called "Leading the Revolutionary Generation," and uh, it was about empowering uh, pastors, parents, adults, teachers, influencers to uh, to best train up the next generation so that mm-hmm. they can fulfill their destiny. Yeah. I
0: think you should write a uh, something that has like a virgin book or something. I really do. Yeah. I think you should the sacredness of, of sex or something. Yeah, I wow. think you
1: were sharing with us before that um, you went into a school on fe- in February, right? Yes. And how the <laughs> dynamic is di- – because how old are you, Pastor Mike? I am
3: 37.
1: 37, right? And so, like, you go into a school now, they're like, what, 13, 14? And that's yeah. even different from whenever I was in school, right? And so you yeah. went in and you shared. Yes,
3: yes. Yeah, so, so, so tell us about was, that. So I, I just got uh, – October 28th was our 10th anniversary. Um, and and um, Octo- actually, February 2011 – um, was our was Valentine's Day before we were going to get married, and so they asked me to speak. I speak in a lot of schools. And so I went and I asked the teacher. I said, "What do you want me to speak about?" She said, oh, "It's Valentine's Day. Talk about love." I said, "Okay." So I started talking to the kids, 127th and 8th graders. I started sharing with them about uh, you know me and my fiance, how we how we had held true to God's truth, and we ha- we were virgins about to get married. Stay right there.
0: We're gonna be right back with the thing
3: with uh. We're gonna be right back with the rest of the story. We're gonna go to
0: commercial <laughs> break. This is
2: good. <laughs> <Stay> <laughs> we'll,
1: be we'll be right back,
0: back. man. Talk about, <laughs> hey, this. Nice. One, so this has been over here, Dan. You know, I know y'all been waiting, you know, the whole Dr. Love thing just makes total sense in this interview right now, yes. you know, um, and, uh, I know we're just passionate about the same things, but let's, let's get to that story.
3: Cause I know people have been waiting to hear what happened. So what happened? Yeah. Okay. So Valentine's day, 2011, going to speak in front of 127th and eighth graders. Mm-hmm. And so I share my story. Um, you know, the fact that I separated myself to the Lord, I told God at the age of 16, I don't want to have any, um, I, I don't want to have any breakups. I don't want to have any heartbreaks. I just want to give my heart complete to him mm-hmm. and so So um so I promised him at the age sixteen I said if he would empower me, I'd only have one girlfriend and I'd only have one wife. And so uh he honored my prayer. I didn't have my first girlfriend actually to the age of twenty three. Uh we got married four years later at twenty seven. So I was about to get married, so I'm sharing with him, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, and guess what? I'm like, I'm a virgin and she's a virgin, right? That that was kind of like my that that was the point I was gonna I was gonna capture the crowd. (laughs) And then uh then they Mm. started booing me. And uh in in unison, hundred and twenty and started booing. So you've been laughed at by NBA players and now you're getting boo- boo- been boo- by, been booed by I've booed by middle schoolers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so uh, and so they literally started saying man I hope that doesn't happen to me and so the teacher looks at me just completely red and embarrassed apologizes like no like it's not your fault, but it is our problem. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's important for, for, you know, even this generation to understand, man, like we, we need to re-educate a miseducated generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in the midst of that, I'm uh, yeah, you're going home, right? And I'm, I'm eventually going to get married to a virgin. My life's going to be really good. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. you know, I, you know I, I, find my, I find my reward in what Christ has for me. Right. He has my portion.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so just good. thinking about it, when you think about it from those aspects, right? Like you don't... You're not gonna have the same fights and troubles that most. I mean, God created it perfect. We yeah. jacked it up. And <laughs> yeah. if you think about it, like, there's no, like, you really don't have a fight about anything in the past with her right. according to relationships. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Forget right. about maybe daddy and mama daddy. Like, you know, uh, like, uh, <laughs> mama daddy, Mom- baby daddy and, and uh, <laughs> baby mama. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like, um, <laughs> overall, you don't even have, like, like it's yeah, just it's
1: a whole different you know aspect because there's jealousy. There's mm-hmm. you know the thoughts exactly. like you said, cheating. You know whether there's a, a child or not. Yeah, you know, she ain't all thinking you cheating. Of stuff. Yeah, She's yeah, like yeah. you waited
0: 27 yeah. years. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying like think, about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, think yeah. about it. you ain't cheating on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. No. And, and you know th- there's there's such a joy in 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 being holy. And, and I don't mean that from a legalism perspective. Yeah, no, I totally I mean, get it. In, in, in being like Christ, right? Being the called out ones. Um, I, I do. I travel all over the world. And I've been in different countries the last few years, different states. And, and my wife, she can sleep at home without a problem. I, mm-hmm. I was speaking at a, at a school, uh, Spiritual Emphasis Week in Oregon. And so I, I got in a hotel, and there was a, a big country concert um, at not, not too far away. And so these, these twins got in the elevator with me drunk, and they propositioned themselves to me. Wow. And so I just pointed my wedding ring, and I was like, no thanks, I'm spoken for. And so they went to their room, and I went to my room, and I called my wife, and I shared the story with her five minutes later. And she was like, oh, I wasn't even worried. <laughs> like, I didn't think something bad was going to happen. Yeah. And so there's this place where I don't have to worry about her, and she doesn't have to worry about me. And I, I sleep really easy at night. And, and, wow. and that's you know, one of the blessings of the Lord.
1: What's your hotel story, Pastor? <laughs> I think a- whenever, uh, that you ran.
3: Oh, I ran, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, okay, I'm going to give you the story real quick. So
0: I, yes. you know, I, I'm getting a room for uh, Brian or Kingdom Music. This okay. is a, a long time ago, too. And so I... Uh, I'm gonna go get him a room, you know. So I I get over there early, you know. I kind of get the key. I start going upstairs, and then like, or, you know, the, the lady with the cart, you know, and she's got like, she's she's pretty hot from a from this perspective. You know, she's got the tats. She's got she's thick. She's there. And so I say something, and she. I don't know. Somehow we, she got she told me something. I don't remember really clearly, but something of like you know, you're Puerto Rican, and so she's like, I right, and kind of like started giving me the thing. So oh I get in the room and I close the door, <laughs> and I'm literally like, like I'm straight up as wild as this sounds. I'm in the room like, you know, like like what am I gonna do? As funny as that sounds, think about it. That's how you know Jesus yeah. is real. When what I came from, I'm now scared of. You know, I'm, right. like, I'm like, what am I gonna do? And so I started like talking to the Lord and. I'm like, you know, when I get out of this room, don't look at her, cause she was hot. Yeah. So it wasn't like, you know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't like, she was like, ah, she was hot. So I'm like, It was just an actual don't. temptation. Yeah, it was an actual <laughs> temptation. And so I, I, my plan, I said, I'm gonna open the door, I'm just gonna book it. And so I literally did that. I opened the door. She was right there. She smiled. I said, okay, bye. And I ran <laughs> down the stairs like that, got in the car, took off. Woo, you know, called like some a guy I could talk to. Hey, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, man, right now what just happened? You know I and, and they called my wife and like, babe, you wouldn't believe this. This girl, you know, and like yeah. really like stood on the phone. And most people were like, well, you know, it sounds funny. But for me, it held me accountable while necessary. I was on the phone. Yeah. I, I had to run. Yeah. That was right, in right, a yeah. chill moment. That was a... Go, yeah. go on and step on it.
3: Well, no, and it talks about the Bible. It, it says, "It says whenever you see, you know, youthful lust to flee, flee." And, and a lot of times we try to fight, but that's not what we're called to do. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, to flee yeah.
0: it. It's the only thing biblically. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it tells you to stand firm against the wiles of the enemy, mm-hmm. right? But uh, from sexual immorality, it tells you to run. <laughs> that's yeah. good. That's good. It's the only part that tells you to run. That's you will why. not whoop that. And right. I, I, you know, I asked the Lord one time. I was like, "Man, God, why? Why could we stand to the walls of the enemy and?" flee from the other one right and i felt like the lord spoke to me and he was like i created sex Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so you can't defeat that right 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 right. i created it it's it's this natural thing that you submit unto the spirit it's designed for that so you gotta run from that you you can't conquer what i made already and it's already in motion it's already in motion when you look at your wife you're like wow you know any woman any man so you knowing those covenants that you have with your spouse yeah, and all powerful. that and submitting unto the holy spirit is the only way we only have self control because it's a fruit of the spirit right yeah. As yes. a, that's the only that's reason true. so you have to run from that yeah mm-hmm. it's crazy huh yeah, that's
3: powerful yeah i've never gotten that that's, that's yeah
0: true. i ask all the sex questions to the lord i'm yeah. like lord i do cuz i'm like <laughs> i don't i don't want to fail i don't want to fail, yeah, 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 yeah. Amen. Want to fail. Amen. i'm like god why sometimes i spend hours of like why yeah why 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 would you make us like this like why like just give me the answer please you know and it's silent always you know i i he made us like that and i, yeah. I think we have to really know those desires of the flesh yeah uh you have to run you do you know i like he, that you
1: said um that you told the teacher that this is um it's okay but it's it's a problem that we have you know i love that um, because i think it is important for us to know like you may think that Okay well You might be listening You're like okay well You know we're married And it's fine And I don't have to worry about it Or I don't have kids So that's not really in my radar But it is a problem That we as You know believers Should Just be a aware of Yeah society and believers You yeah. know, all of it Because um, it, it encompasses you know the family unit you know right. the family unit and that pours into you know your work relationships your your life you know we're gonna, we're gonna name
0: this show The Virgin <laughs> 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 it's gonna get all everybody's attention like, okay. and he's like great I got laughed at by them. yeah, yeah I got that yeah, yeah. you know because I mean it's a real genuine like why can't we make it cool yeah. like yeah. I'm, I mean I, as crazy as it sounds why can't we if you start to realize how much trouble you can remove yes mm-hmm. Is it not worth it? It's kind of like you know what I mean. Uh, I think it's a thing. But let's jump into some segments.
1: Yeah. So we'll kick it off with the struggle was real.
0: <laughs> okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, yeah. I think we were anything. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made it, but it was struggle <laughs> was real.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, we want you to share um, something that you struggled with, but um, for people who are listening, they may they may be able to relate to it. Um, how did you overcome it?
3: Very cool. I think one of my greatest struggles and somewhat still ongoing is pride. Mm. Um, I, wow. I, uh, I, I remember I was talking to my wife one day, and, you know, thank God. You have to understand, I, I don't argue with my wife about, like, you know, sex things for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a ton of other arguments because yeah, right. sure. we're, we're both strong-willed, and the Lord knew I needed that in my life mm-hmm. to help keep me um, accomplishing what he's called me to accomplish. And so um, so my wife, just as gracious as can be, she said, babe, I, I think you have a pride problem. And I'm like, what are you talking about? All my yeah. friends say I'm the most humble person they know. Yeah. They just said it on the radio show. Yeah. They just yeah. said it. Yeah, and I felt like God was like, oh, yeah. goodness. Reminder. <laughs> and and, and I, tell you, I said, but hey, you're my wife. I'm gonna respect you. I said, I'm gonna separate right now. gonna go pray and I'm gonna ask God. And so I, I get down on my knees and I say, God, you know, what are you thinking? And the Lord says, Mike, you have the worst kind of pride. You have the kind no one can see. And so there's some things that that are so foundational inside of us that they affect our outward without affecting necessarily our our perspective. Mm -hmm. And so what I mean by that is that, I had, I I understood I was called to great things. I believe everybody's created in -hmm. the image of God, so everybody's created for greatness. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like if it was a great thing, well, I'm called to do that. So what happened was I signed up for things that I shouldn't have signed up for. Mm. I fought battles I shouldn't have fought. And so in that, I exhausted myself a lot. I carried a burden I shouldn't have carried. And I dealt with a lot of things that I think uh, but by the grace of God would have derailed me if I didn't have an incredible God, amazing God, and a strong life. Mm. And so in that, I, I had to repent, and I really had to go through a breaking period mm-hmm. uh to break that pride off me because it, pride is blinding right it's yeah. like bad breath you're usually the last one to know mm-hmm. and so um so with that <laughs> though I, I began to look over and, and i got some friends around me i said hey i want you to check these things and if you see me acting in such a manner if you see me doing such a thing keep me accountable wow. um but but it is something pride you know specifically as ministers as people who travel i you know i go and i travel and i'll speak 30 minutes and then people are like oh you're the most incredible speaker i've ever seen and then you get off stage yeah. and you know you, you have kids wanting you to autograph books and all these things and, mm-hmm. and in my mind i'm like you know i'm like if it wasn't for god like like dad oh, didn't did yeah, bring yeah. me pride what brought me pride was was away from that because i'm like oh because i do this because i do that i'm a great person <laughs> and it's like no you know if it wasn't for god i would right be the skim oh, of the that's earth really good. and so um so it was it was honestly about 100 days of repentance I, i've shared with yeah. Pastor Juan the yeah. story 100 days of repentance and absolute breaking because pride was my idol mm-hmm. right it wasn't this gold shrine that i bowed to but i did bow my life and my schedule to the pursuit of greatness
1: wow that's, that's really, really good
0: yeah that's really good i've been on that That's what i've been on <laughs> i've been on this journey of the same thing yeah. you know just uh just really thinking about because i think sometimes We um, are called to run a different race, Mm -hmm. um, and it does not look like the race of the planet. Right. It's a a heavenly race, and uh, it's a slower pace uh, that sometimes seems fast because of God's redemptive work. Yes. Right? So he can make something. He can have you training for three years, and another guy's running hard after it. And uh, you surpass that other person somehow, unbeknownst to how you got there. But you know it's God in one year. In one day, he wa- however he wants to do it, because right, right. he's always it's an inward work. Right. And I think um, a lot of times we're we are we are Christians, but we run at the world's pace. Yes, and we look just like the world, and mm-hmm. it's hard to differentiate. But when a person trusts, he can stop, he can go, mm-hmm. he can you know,
3: he's, yeah, it's, it's chess. It's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's the, the, the rhythms of grace. You know, when the church has the same divorce rate as the world when the pastors have the same burnout issues mm-hmm. that CEOs have, something's wrong. Cause we're, right. supposed, to be, we're supposed to be different, right? We tried, to, we tried to frame the church as this subculture, but we were created as counterculture. So mm-hmm. when we try to fit in the subculture, it never works. Yeah, that's, and that's why we see these problems played out. It's really, really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. cause we're not going the rhythms of grace that God created us for.
0: Okay, were you thinking something when he was talking, cause I saw you go, when he said the pride from a different angle, you, you did a little, uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I've got a ton commitment.
0: of struggles, so I can yeah. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so how you overcame that? You just repented.
3: Uh, it was a 100-day period of repentance, um, creating those boundaries, knowing what, what H- God held is. Held accountable by other yeah, people. Yeah, being held accountable, putting myself in a position where I, I submit myself to the Lord. So um, I, I was doing this podcast for a minister in California, and they said, you know, uh, you know, if you want to do a YouTube video, get a million views, do, like, your morning. Right, your morning routine I said I don't really have a morning routine because I I, I wear different hats so I have many different things I do I said but what I do have that keeps my day together is that I spend four hours a day with God Mm -hmm. so regardless of what I'm doing regardless of where I'm going what keeps me together is those four hours and in those four hours I give God the necessary time to speak into my life to say hey this is out of bounds or hey you're beginning to show pride again or you're struggling with this it's really good I'm enjoying that
1: um, so the next one is dear younger me my favorite <laughs> so uh, we take it to um, back to the <clears throat> future and we put you in the DeLorean and take us back to a younger version of yourself it could be anything it could be very very young uh, Mike or maybe a couple <clears throat> years back um, and then what was he like what was he doing and what piece of advice would you give him
3: yeah. So um, I, I'll go back to the 16-year-old Mike. Mm-hmm. And the 16-year-old Mike wrote a contract to the Lord. Uh, I put my name at the top of it, Michael Steven Uh I dated it. Wow. And... Uh, and, and and I left the contract completely blank and i signed my name at the bottom i said god i have i have no no prerequisites i have nothing you have to do i give my life completely to you i would spend hours a day with the lord um i told god i said god i want to go into full-time ministry just so i can hang out with you all day long yeah. and so i think that's in, cool in, i think in the midst of this uh, pursuit of greatness i may have strayed from that at times and seasons and i think so, that's everybody but yeah go ahead. So, so so i i would tell 16 year old mike um stay relentless with laser-like focus in doing that, seeking mm-hmm. the Lord, spending time with the Lord, because, a, a, again, everything comes out of uh, out of intimacy with Him. Yeah. So if you want to produce great <clears throat> fruit, it's going to have to be intimacy with the Lord, not right. about being great. Yeah, you have to hone your craft and be, you know, you have to, you have to steward all well your gifts. Exactly. But what's most important is that relational, intimate time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm going to put you back in the DeLorean
0: for another question, actually two
1: right back when we take a quick break so stick around <laughs> You'll
0: wait till you hear this question hey we're back there was that hand
2: <laughs> we're gonna start back.
0: doing little videos of the hand yeah. uh, this is real cause all you see is the hand you don't yeah. ever see who it was but you see a hand you know and so okay so you got back from the DeLorean mm-hmm. right and all of a sudden I'm like what's up Mike I got the white hair Mike we're going back <laughs> yes. and so I put you back in the car and I want to take you to two places mm-hmm. but you know yeah, we don't have to bring you back. We could just go to two places because we got the okay. So I am. Uh, I want you to go back to when you first started ministry. According to what you know about ministry right now, um, what would you say to yourself?
3: You know, as a 21-year-old, I uh, so I stuttered from the age of 6 to the age of 21. And, okay. and um, you know, there wasn't no miraculous place. or somebody laid hands on me, and I stopped stuttering. Uh, my youth pastor uh, saw me stuttering and asked me to take his place because he was actually moving to Naples, Florida to take over a church. Wow. And I was like, this guy's crazy, or he just wants to play a really bad practical joke on me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as, as I stepped into that calling, the Lord healed my voice and so um so from that place I, I i I mean I would spend hours with the Lord every day, so I always had a message with me. I always had the the position and the point of preaching right i, I had that covered, but um I think I missed out on a lot of the the other parts of ministry right as a pastor, you know it's not the point on the pulpit yeah it's the the rest of the hundred and sixty seven sure. hours around that. yeah. So I, I think from that I would have said uh, get a mentor as fast as you can, yeah. get around a community of other leaders as fast as you can, mm-hmm. and uh, and understand that that ministry is not in the pulpit. Ministry is to every single person that crosses your path.
2: Yeah. No. Well,
0: it's fantastic. Doot, 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 doot. <laughs> now we're gonna go back to relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You, ha- you were both virgins. Da-da-da. Okay. What would you say to someone? Back when you were making those decisions to do all that, right? So now here you are, you're seeing how great your relationship has turned out. Yes. Um, what would you say in the beginning of the relationship? What would you say to yourself?
3: Man, the struggle is real because you're, you're watching <laughs> you're seeing all these people right that are that are happy couples and celebrating holidays and here having I was, sex yeah you know <laughs> it, it, here I was by myself and I'm just like you know like did I pray the right prayer did I pray yeah. the wrong prayer um, but you know now understanding um, you know our life is very very hectic our life it, it, if it wasn't for my wife I, I told people if it wasn't for Lydia I would have changed the world by 35 and died by 36 Wow. <laughs> so um, it, my my wife uh, has been my better half. She's been the the wise voice in the room. Mm-hmm. She has, it, it, when I call her my better half, like that's just hundred percent it. Yeah. And so it, it's a large price to pay, but the product is always worth it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. That's one of those sila
1: moments.
0: (laughs) mm.
1: So um, I love that. um, Obviously, I love that you guys get to do ministry together, you know, and so and you shared that your life gets hectic and crazy, but you wear many hats. Right. And so what would you tell, Mm. you know, someone who because some people some people are called to pastor. Some people are called, you know, for evangelism, you know, and then there are people like, you know, yourself and Pastor Juan who Mm. just have different callings. Mm. Right. And then some people wouldn't be able to handle all of it. Right. Right. But he's graced us enough to be able to, you know, take off that hat, put it on, you know, Mm -hmm. and pick up a different one. Um, So what would you tell someone that maybe feels like, man, they're, maybe they're at that point in their life to where it's, they hear the calling, maybe they wanna be a youth pastor, they're, you know, entrepreneur, all that kind of thing. But they feel like, cause I feel like I can relate to a little bit back when, you know, I was in the beginning of my, you know, whenever I left being a chef, but um, what would you tell that person that maybe can relate to it that they feel like outside of the box of the, the, maybe the norm of, well, I'm called to minister. And so I'm gonna stay here in this town and do this thing all the time versus I feel like I'm called to a lot of things. I feel like I need to go and speak and I need right. to do this and that and that, you know? So what would you tell someone like
3: that? So it, it's awesome. Cause that's actually, actually what I'm writing my book about is uh, how, how to identify and live in your purpose. Yeah. Mm. And so I, I spoke at a conference, uh, 2019, uh, winter and, uh, and, and, and they asked me, they said, Mike, you do so many things. Um, you know, that's incredible. Like t- tell us, tell us what you do, how you do it. And so I tell them this story. Somebody came up to me and said, Mike, you have, you have, you know three or four really good companies. Why don't you cut off two of them and make one just super excellent and amazing? And I, say, I, I said, that's your mistake. I said, your mistake is thinking that the greatness is in me. Mm-hmm. I said, my success doesn't come from my greatness. It mm-hmm. comes from my obedience. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm successful because I'm being obedient where God tells me to do these multiple things. It's not like I'm great and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do another thing. Yeah. A, a lot of time the next generation, they see something they like and they admire and they think I want to do it, mm-hmm. but it's not their calling. Yeah. Really so I tell people, stay faithful to your calling, right. and you'll find fulfillment in your calling. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's in that place. It's it is it is very heavy to bear. Um, I, I travel on a lot of holidays. I don't work nine to five. Um, I, I tell people, uh, you know, I don't live. I don't have a haven't had a biweekly paycheck in over a decade. I have a by faith paycheck, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't That's get I, I don't get a direct funny. deposit that comes yeah. into my account. If the Lord doesn't provide, there's a provision. Mm-hmm. Now He's been the greatest boss I could ever have. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is, there's a lot of glitz and glamour. To being an entrepreneur and a CEO, yeah. but this is my calling. So I find fulfillment even without the paycheck. Yeah, and because I found a fulfillment before the paycheck, now I get paid because I was consistent in practicing it yeah. to the point of becoming to the point of becoming excellent in it.
1: Yeah, and I like that. Um, share maybe a little bit about how with all those different hats. So business, mm-hmm. you know chaplaincy in the rocket schools things like that right sometimes we have to like you said we're a counterculture but sometimes i feel like we have to have a disguise right because right? some places don't let you talk about god some people right. some places you can't say jesus you know you can't have an altar call and maybe in business things like that too so um a little bit of how obviously your beliefs reflect in those different avenues of your life
3: for sure so um i, I tell people psalms 24 1 is one of my favorite verses uh, the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein mm-hmm. and so as a basketball player what that tells me is i have home courted advantage wherever i go Mm. so i don't need to be in a church to release the glory and to move in the anointing Mm. i I was speaking i was in a school tour in midland and um and i i i was i was 20 i was 28 29 and i told the lord i was struggling i was like god like i'm not a motivational speaker like i (laughs) I feel empty if i don't if i don't say jesus And, and holy spirit told me he said uh he said when you can't talk about jesus become jesus and so, so the next morning I spoke at elementary school, and so I'm speaking there, and uh, I, I was talking about one of my close friends who committed suicide, someone overcoming stuttering, things mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, and I'm hanging out there. There's about 1,000 a, a kids in the elementary, and so they're coming out. I'm giving high fives. And so this one kid is waiting with his class, and he comes. And he's like, hey, can I give you a five? I said, yeah. So he gives me a five, and then he goes back to his class. And then uh, he comes back about a minute later. He's says, hey, can I give you a five again? I said, yeah, he gives me a five. And so he's coming out, and then his class is coming, and he hugs me and just begins to weep. Hmm. Doesn't understand it, doesn't doesn't say a word. All I know is in that moment, I accomplished the will of the father. And he Mm -hmm. was, he was pleased with me without saying Jesus, I became Jesus. And so I think it's important for us to understand Mm -hmm. um, the the kingdom of God, you know, what the ecclesia really is, you know, Christ could have used the word for for temple or synagogue, Mm -hmm. but he used the word ecclesia, which is a political term. So we are to be pushing the kingdom of God forward. The Bible says that that the gates of hell will not prevail. So why is the church pushing back like the gates of hell? Gates don't move. We're supposed to be the ones (laughs) on the offensive good. pushing the gates of hell back so mm-hmm. I tell people my, my job title or my job you know explanation is that I go and I put my back against the gates of hell and I walk backwards and I, I redirect traffic you don't have to go to hell you have a father who loves you, you he sent his son to die mm-hmm. on the cross mm-hmm. I want to be found there
0: yeah oh, that's, that's really so good. good It's really good everybody's crying yeah. now
1: <laughs>
0: everybody's crying that's so good we're just looking at G over there see if he's nah hey um um uh, yeah I don't know like right now I'm just having a moment and yeah. so I um, wow um, that's hard for me to be lost for words but you know I was just kind of thinking just on everything that you were saying and how powerful it is I remember uh, going to a school and ex- experiencing the same exact thing hmm. where um, they literally sat me down and were like can't say the word God and so I was I didn't know what to do and it was early <laughs> in ministry so I remember um, I that, You know, obviously, it's a love thing for me, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, the Lord was like, you know, uh, just use love. Every time you get stuck that you feel like you Uh, need to say me, say love. And so I shared my story, and every time I wanted to give a credit to God, I said love. That's powerful. And so... um, I had an altar call without having an altar yeah. call so I walked <laughs> off and <laughs> all these young that. girls were crying and just, just like literally like I'm going through that right now and my mom's a drug addict and all this stuff you know where um, it just turned into a church service the, without mentioning one verse you know yeah.
3: Yeah. because you are the church the anointing yeah. is not yeah. limited to that I, I tell people one of my one of my friends he's Absolute legend, if I can share this story with you. And so uh, so my friend is a normal nine to five, right? Works, and then he was Army Reservist. He go to the Army Reservist on the weekend. And so uh, he goes Saturday morning after working, Monday through Friday. He goes, has no title at a church, gets his coffee, his newspaper, she's a janitor. Shares the gospel with the janitor. And janitor says, man, I'd love to go to church with you. And so uh, so my friend says, okay, I'm gonna go Wednesday to your house, I'll pick you up. Mm-hmm. Goes to the janitor's house, knocks on the apartment door says, is the janitor here? His wife answers and says, uh, no, he's not here right now. <laughs> so my friend does what no book in the world will teach you, and he says, it's okay, I'll wait for him. Walks into the living room, sits on the couch, <laughs> takes the janitor and his wife, takes them to church, leads them to Christ. Janitor and his wife mm-hmm. lead their children to Christ. The janitor's oldest son becomes the first Latin American general manager of an NBA team. The janitor's second son becomes somebody who fights for the, the pro-life movement janitor's third son is here it's me oh wow it was one person every everybody wants to double their church but nobody wants to lead one person to christ yeah it's a, it's a leading one person and let me tell you this uh, don't miss this god did not save the janitor because his kids were going to do something god saved the janitor because he loved the janitor yeah. That is the gospel. We think, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the, the high school quarterback or, or, the, or the homecoming king. God doesn't celebrate like that. God yeah. loves everybody. And the fact that he went after the janitor, I pray God raises up a generation that has eyes for the janitor. Because it's the kingdom of God, it's, it's the, the goodness of God that, that turns out. The janitor didn't have that in him. Yeah, It was the love of God. And so the fact that this man would would change his whole life yeah. and put himself in an awkward space to lead one person to Christ, and that was my family. If it was not for that man, Florencio Saldivar, I'd be going to hell. Yeah. So I told God, this God, I will spend the rest of my life trying to be like that man." Yeah.
0: Wow.
1: So good. That's was,
0: that was so good. <laughs> and praise God. You know, that's, that's, that, you know I, I was like, man, where's the story going? And then you're like, that guy's me. I'm like,
1: oh,
3: my God, I lost it.
0: I just lost it right now. I'm
3: a crybaby. I'm a crybaby. <laughs> it's the it's grace of God. And, and so, so that's why, I mean, I preach 100 to 150 times a year. And I, I never get tired of preaching the gospel. Sure. I never get tired of preaching the gospel. Jesus is the only one worth speaking about.
0: Yeah. This, you know, we, we go, we... Uh, it's always just guarding your heart to make sure that right, yes. you're, you're not like, you know, because yeah. you'll wind up. It's just a gray line. Right? Yeah. You wind up woof, running. And yeah. before you know it, God's like, I didn't send you over there. Right, right. You're like,
3: oh, <laughs> yes. man. Yeah. you know. Yeah, It's just dependence upon Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and I think it's the dependence upon Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that keeps me away from pride. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's really good.
1: Yeah, because I think sometimes people can get it backwards, you know, and think that, well, I have to go do a, these a thousand things because, right. you know. but <laughs> To be good enough. yeah Yeah. he didn't call you for that then hey
0: you got about a minute give somebody uh some advice
3: you were created in the image of the father I, I, I'm, I'm Colombian. My wife is Mexican. As hard as we tried, um, we could only create Colombian Mexican kids. Yeah. And so because you were created in the image of the Father, you have no choice but to be great. I, I don't care what your yesterday has been like because your past does not decide your future. Your present does. So I want to tell you, you were created for such a time as this. You were created for greatness. You were created to be the light that this dark world needs. And uh, I believe in you, and God believes in you. Amen. Man. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> you know what, Mike, I I'm
0: telling you why. like you just got another invite now. <laughs> like, like, uh, uh, listen, uh, uh well I'm doing uh, some uh, some pretty good uh like some hardcore evan- I mean we have always doing evangelism yes, you know right. I could rap but I think I'm going to do evangelism training and all that next year in March so maybe cool. we'll just have you be a part of it right. and, I'd be um, honored that'd be cool and then speaking
1: um, of those hats um, y- you want to share where they can reach you yes. on um, Lovebot International and things like that
3: yes for sure so um, if you want to go check out our website lovebot.com uh, on uh, Facebook Instagram at lovebot and then um, our ministry is called Uprising Society Uprising and uh, all social media at Uprising Society and then uh, my website Site for uh, life coach, kind of the secular work. Of what I do is microsis.org, and then you can find me at all social media, microsis.us, microsis.us. Thank Good you nice.
0: so much, man. Is it?
3: blessing, having not you?
0: And you made me cry. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you made all of us cry. Sometimes it switches.
0: over but... <laughs> Martinez from This Is Real.
1: And I'm Stephanie Rave, and we're so glad you joined us. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and turn on your notification bell so you get notified every single time we have a new episode.
0: And don't forget, in Houston, Texas on 100.7 FM, every single Saturday night, we're on the airwaves from 6.30 to 7.30, man, with real people, real problems, real solutions. The show is rocking. Amen. But not only that, not only is the show rocking, we're also reaching 53 cities 51 state and county jails and prisons and what we're doing is we're bringing the word to them we're bringing them some laughter fire. and some good times and some fire Amen. and so uh for that we need some partners so if you want to partner with us please click on the link below
1: and don't forget to follow us on social media hashtag this is real or on any other platforms pastor juan martinez
0: hey that's a wrap peace